from second one. See, look at this. Look at this. Google, first thing that comes up. Like, why? Maybe it's censored in China. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it is, it is Bing. So we're not we're not endorsing Real human Bing. Bangs. We don't endorse Bing. Those are nice cups. Aren't they? Aren't they fun? They're check so, out those so cups. Fun. So fun. I feel like you're making fun of me, but what? I really want some of these. Me? I don't think that doesn't sound like me. Hey guys, we are finally back, and this time we are talking about the new-ish movie, Ghost in the Shell. This is a real human bings episode, after all, so this synopsis of it will be very rambling, with very little backstory, and uh, a lot of tangents. Also, uh, there's a spoiler alert on this one too, if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, you might have seen it though, it's been out for a while, I don't know if it's in theaters anymore. One of the reasons we review these movies so much later than they come out in the US, besides me just being really lazy about editing them, is that they actually just come out here later in China. I'm guessing you guys have probably seen it, but if not, then just spoiler alert. If none of that sounds interesting to you at all, uh, just skip ahead about 30 minutes for a conversation about social media and its impact on youth in China. If not, if you're still in for that, this real human being conversation, then onward. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is episode six of Real Human Beings. We're joined again by Miss Amanda Joyce. Mm, can't stay away. Yeah. She's addicted. Mm. Um, that pod life. Yeah. So today we're going to be covering uh, Ghost in the Shell, um, our pick of the week, and then a, a mystery. We don't know yet, really. We'll find it. Um, you should have make like a, a mystery box of topics and then just like... Draw? Oh, that's a smart idea. <laughs> I'm feeling lucky, but is there an I'm feeling lucky for Bing? Like a, you know, Google is like, <laughs> I'm feeling lucky. Is there that for Bing? We're going to do a cross-section of uh, yeah. Google and then... No, 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 we just have a box. Like and then I like yeah, but I, I just mean keeping with our Bing theme. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, welcome to the show and uh, we'll just, you know, put the intro in right here. Oh, don't worry. Like, like, I'll, sh I'll during the break. I'll show you what so far because I lost a ton of audio. Like, I was working on the on the last episode. You and lost, I lost audio. A ton. Yeah, because like my my computer lost. just like it like so I have to give you stuff again. No, 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 no. I have I have that. It lost the project that I was working on because right. I I got smart and I'm like okay save Keep, it as and a then, different yeah, one. Yeah. But it like restarted and then it lost all the the audio files for that. So I had to go back and do. But uh -huh. uh, anyways, not a big. It, it, just frustrating yeah. is is the thing here. Mm -hmm. Anyways, sorry. All right. So, <laughs> so so Alden, what what give it give us or or Alden or Amanda give us like a one sentence rundown of what Ghost in the Shelf. So you met somebody on the street and God, they didn't so know anything about it. Uh, what would you say? How would you how would you describe it? Amanda, you yeah, I love it. I'm super. I love it because you're so bad. I'm at this. so bad at it. <laughs> I love it because you're so bad at this. Um, <laughs> You're always so vague. <laughs> like it's about life and, and feeling and God damn it, don't and, make fun of me. It's hard enough as it is. That's exactly what you said. Um uh, Cybernetic Scarlett Johansson runs around in a pretty place, but nothing much happens. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well what yeah. about you, Amanda? No, I feel like that's pretty on point. Yeah. Um yeah, so we saw Ghost in the Shell last night. This is Major. I'm on site. 
I'm going in. You are the first of your kind, but you're not invulnerable. Maybe next time you can design me better. Everyone around me, they feel connected to something. Connected to something I'm not. What are you? dying we saved you and now you save others I was looking forward to this film in a sort of masochistic way because um, <laughs> I really like the anime and uh, there was a lot of stuff that I, I enjoyed about the film Wait up. Hold a minute. What is that word you just said there? Anime. <laughs> anime. I, I haven't come across it before. An How would you describe it to somebody who's never heard of that word? Anime? Um, yeah. Amanda, as our resident expert, no. how, would you describe, how would you describe anime to somebody, to a layman? Pretend I'm your parents. What's anime? <laughs> Is this anime? A soul-sucking pit of despair. <laughs> See, you're bad at it too, now. <laughs> what, no, it's what, what, what we describe it. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a medium, not a genre, mm -hmm. um, and it is uh, from the east, from the Orient. It's from Japan oh, mostly. <laughs> um, it's a, it's, it's a cartoon. A, it's a it's method. A cartoon. Of, it's a cartoon. It's a method of storytelling. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so you always go so high concept. Well, anyways, <laughs> the the point I was trying to make. Uh, uh -huh. So it's it, it's been a, it's an anime beforehand, right? Yes, and I have a manga before that. Well. I have no. I've never watched any of the anime. I've mm -hmm. never done any of that. So Amanda, start... you've, you've I've, yeah, watched I've, parts. I've watched some of it, but uh. it was a long time ago. Like oh. I would actually like to go back and rewatch it now that I have seen the film, um, yeah. just because it has been so long since I've seen mm -hmm. it. And the... Alden. <laughs> Alden. Really? Uh, what? What? How, how? How much have you watched of it? All of it. I've watched SAG and the various series, and then the movies. I think which of there are three or four. The first movie is the best. Um, I would mm. say, uh, ninety-five release. Very, very good. Music's fantastic, um, and the animation is very, very high quality. And the uh, yeah, no, there's just a lot of like, um, really. It's got a very I mean, it comes from the whole cyberpunk genre that was started in the 80s, um, the sort of idea of, like, what, how does technology intersect with people, and how do we work with it? And, I mean, that's a lot on our minds. What? Oh, nothing. <laughs> I just have that stick song, Mr. Roboto. That would have been a poor choice for music in that movie. Um, oh, I wish. Uh, so you've always said cyberpunk is like a blend of high tech and low class. Which yeah, I high love tech, that high tech, high tech, low life. Yeah. yeah, I love that description. Yeah, it's it's. it's you can that, definitely. That was actually to start start off about the movie. That yeah. was one thing that I really liked about it. Mm -hmm. It felt like China. Well, well, it felt. I, you should have looked it up. I meant to look it up. Yeah. Where was it filmed? And I thought it was Shanghai. I think it's Hong Kong. Well, you think it's Hong go. Kong? Okay. All right, let's we'll bing see. it. Oh, let's bing it. 
we're gonna bing it. But like in general, wherever it was filmed, it did feel like this feels like a, a place. Yeah, this feels like yeah. like a city. Like yeah. and and it's filled with like these neon like holograms and yeah. like you know this twisting winding streets and you know just just random meat sellers. Shot yeah. in Hong Kong yeah. and New Zealand. Oh. Good call. Good call. Yeah. New Zealand. Oh, the yeah. tune would that be? Maybe just like the green screen stuff. Um, so just because you're the complete outsider to this whole thing, I want to hear your rating on it. I want to hear out, out of ten, mm-hmm. and I want to hear uh, two positives and two negatives. Make me a sandwich. Uh, wait, what what's the bread? <laughs> the bread the is the positives. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, overall, I gave it. Personally, I would say a 6 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about this last night, so if I start Man, off with my notes. one positive. Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, Look at that. I wrote them all down. Look at how um, prepared he is. I, uh, my one positive is the fact that, like I, like I mentioned before, I think I liked the overall look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was very bright. That was one thing that I noticed. Yeah. And I actually, that's not a that's not a slam. I love that because yeah. I could imagine a different movie like this. like Or it's all at nighttime. Well, and it's, yeah. it's all really dark. Like, you know, you see Zack Snyder's yeah. stuff for uh, Justice League, and mm-hmm. it's all, like, super muted. It looks mm-hmm. awful. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like that you could be able to see that. And maybe that's a throwback to the anime mm-hmm. a little bit, like, because they're... The, the use of colors, too, yeah. is really cool. I like that. The, um, the whole fact that the um, medical team are, like, they're wearing scrubs, but like blood-colored ones. Yeah. It's really kind of creepy yeah. and off-setting. Um, the thing that I think was the biggest disappointment, and you guys can can come to this, I came to my own like conclusion mm. about it, is the ending, really. Mm. Mm. And the big kind of reveal, but not really reveal at the end, was that the, mm. the real bad guy, quote-unquote, like the real bad guy yeah. who's like, pulling the strings, who... Is not a surprise to anybody that he's the he's bad guy yeah. because he's this greedy, you know, corporate businessman working yeah. for the Hanaka Hanka 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 company. Yeah, um, like he's this guy who keeps on saying like, ah, oh, we gotta, you know, get this, you know, terrorist. Yeah. So, so the, the 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 how the movie begins is there's this this guy who's murdering all these scientists. And so uh, the major, who is the main character, Scarlett Johansson's character, uh, she's this blend of real human brain with robot parts. Mm. Yeah. Um, she and the other guys of the Section 9 are trying to investigate, you know, this these murders. Mm-hmm. And that part's great because mm. it... It's a classic thing of movie movie making is yeah. the fact that you there need to be stakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the bad and the good guys always have to be reacting to the bad guys to create yeah. this sense of like Urgency. futility and yeah. like hopelessness. And that's done really well, mm-hmm. I thought, because mm-hmm. it really does feel like Kaz is his name, Kaze? Kaz Kuzo? Which guy the, main, the bad guy? Um yeah. Something like that. Oh Kuz, Kuze. Kuze. Kuze, yeah. Kuze is the original guy who's killing all these scientists, and he always seems like he's one step ahead of the Section mm-hmm. 9, the good guys. Um, as soon as the kind of reveal has happened, and mm-hmm. it's like he's, Kuza is like mm-hmm. shown, shown to be kind of sympathetic, which, yeah. again, you kind of saw coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as it switched to the Hanka guy, mm-hmm. uh, the businessman, it was mm-hmm. kind of like, well, this isn't. Because yeah. he's just he's just greedy, think, you know, and and like the fact is is that he's been incompetent throughout the whole entire movie. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, there's no, there's no way this guy has a threat. And yeah. all, all the Section Nine guys, when they get like their attempt assassinations, they're they're, they're fine. fine. Yeah. yeah, they have no one dies, no one, you know. It's yeah. like, yeah, of course this guy's gonna lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's dumb. He's been dumb throughout the whole entire movie. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I've talked a lot. So. No, I was just gonna say talking about Section Nine. Mm-hmm. 
I think maybe we might have lost out a little bit. One unexpected problem that we ran into is the head of Section 9, who speaks only Japanese oh in the gosh. film. So he was hilarious. God damn it, Jacob. So where at home it would have been subtitled in English, we only got the Chinese subtitles. So every time he had lines... Me and Amanda were cackling because Amanda was making up lines she, the whole time. She would just lean over and whisper them to me, and I couldn't even concentrate. But <laughs> I think maybe we might have missed out on, yeah. on some yeah. some so stuff. We we went with a few other people. Another person named Amanda. Amanda's not talking. Like she's Double not, Amanda. She yeah. yeah. Team yeah. Amanda, yeah. as our students say. Yeah. That's what they call us. Um, it's, it's funny because I was dope. doing the exact same thing to Alden, yeah. and oh my god, Alden, did you think it was hilarious? <laughs> no, but I'm sitting here. Okay, but see, there's con. <laughs> Context here is that the guy who plays whatever his name is, I'm blanking on the name, the chief, he is a famous comedian in Japan. Like, he's mm. a very, he's called uh, Beat Takeshi. Yeah, Beat, very, yeah. very famous, like one of the old fathers of it. And I always, the great story is that he looks very serious. Like, he's a very serious looking man. He looks really intense, really intimidating. But when he transitioned from comedian to actor with this film called Sonatina, Everybody in Japan couldn't take him seriously. Like, you watch the film. If you're a Western viewer, you're like, wow, that guy's really intense. And it's, like, incredibly violent and brutal. And, like, you think he's a dramatic actor. But in Japan, the movie failed because everybody was laughing because they couldn't see him as a serious actor. But he plays the straight man. That's his role in the comedy. Um, The place you're most likely to have seen him if you're uh, a Western viewer is MXC, Most Extreme Elimination Mm -hmm. Challenge. Because he played Takeshi in Takeshi's Castle, and that was the redubbed sort of blah 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 extended thing they had on um, god what was that network? I used what's to that, love that what's that network called that it was on uh god it was like spike. the spike yeah man's TV yeah Urgh. I fucking loved spike <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that yeah. that like tells you a lot about me yeah. but uh, even still like all, it's, this, it's, all those stupid shows like yeah. Wipeout yeah. it's my dream to be on Wipeout Wipeout <laughs> if you're listening I'm in <laughs> there are sponsors this week actually yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very I think it's a very accurate uh, summary of the film yeah. um, any any more thoughts Jacob yeah um, so that... I gave you I gave you a couple negatives for that one um, and a lot of it really does have to do with I think like Pacing. the failing well yeah and from a narrative standpoint is the fact that once you get rid of the I can't remember his name. Kazu Kuze Kuze character. Once you get rid of the fact that he's like one step ahead, the stakes all go away, and there's no real, um, there's no real urgency or anything to Mm -hmm. it. And I think that was a real failing of the movie, Mm -hmm. the main failing, and the reason why at the end of the night it was kind of like, yeah, that wasn't Mm -hmm. really compelling. Um, I I think the climax was very anticlimactic. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. Um, (laughs) One of the things that I do want to say is that I think. We all agree on this one. Uh, was Scarjo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, was she did a really good it. job. A really good job. I think her mannerisms, and mm-hmm. you were describing the way she walks. Yeah, how, the how way does she wa- walks. It's just like uh, I don't. It's just so different from any other movie mm-hmm. I've seen her in. She just does a really good job of just having these very stiff, very yeah. sort of almost. She she. It's almost she, like a swagger kind yeah, of, but yeah. in a very different way. It's her, very unfeminine. She holds almost. her her shoulders she's perfectly stiff. straight. Yeah. She's kind of hunched over a little bit. Yeah. And like, like back and forth, yeah. kind of again robotically, yeah. but that's. But you know, even even in yeah. the way when she gives lines, sometimes in the way she tilts her head, yeah. Um, I, I just thought she did a really good job. Yeah. Even and her motions too, like yeah. when she goes to, like when she's walking, her hands don't bend; they're yeah. held stiff. They're stiff. But then whenever she like does a motion, it's one, 
Like, it's like she's giving an input rather than... Like, when you move your arm, you're not thinking about moving your arm. Mm. You just To her, it looks like she's thinking about, like, I will now punch. And, like, yeah. there is a little thing going along well. Yeah, I yeah. think, too, uh, it's worth mentioning, I think that she's been doing into that otherworldly mm-hmm. kind of weird thing for a while. Her. From Lucy, her, Under the Skin. Like, yeah. all those ones are... Things that she plays like an alien or an yeah. AI or something, yeah. and like even I feel like Lost in Translation, yeah, which she still taps into this kind of cold, kind of isolated, What's emotionless kind of in a way. World? Well, she, you know, yeah. I don't know, it's a different actress. I think. Anyway, I, I think she's great though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I don't know. And I know Marvel pay her more money. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, so many people were, and I, I guess like I can understand the argument, like the whole whitewashing thing. And yeah, I was gonna like say that. we should so touch on people, that. Yeah. So many people were boycotting the movie and things like that. But I think that <laughs> it's missing the point of the film. Well, yeah. what is the point of the film? The Japanese creator of the guy is like, I don't care, mm. because the whole point of the film is that it's about, or the point of the I, the series is that the body doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the anime, they actually touch on this more. Because, again, should I just get into my little review here? Go ahead. All right. So I agree with the 6 out of 10. I really like the visuals. The holograms were very pleasing. Mm-hmm. I like the way they dissolved instead of, like, the imagery they used when they showed that they're hacking, the way the data flows along the lines, blah, blah, blah. Um, Scarlett Johansson's acting is great. But I think there's uh, some problems with the translation of it. Like, I really hated how, like, ham-fisted it felt at the times like she will be a ghost in the shell like just <laughs> they sell- said the word ghost, ghost so many the- times like they're t- like they ham-fist this like mm-hmm. do you get that she is a brain inside a robot body like sort of <laughs> line that they're like hammering in and I okay I get it it's a weird concept if you haven't seen the anime it's kind of a hard sell to pitch that but like I don't know it the whole controversy stems from the fact that in the anime the shell that she's in is supposedly Asian, but she's got blue eyes and dark hair, so they just cast Scarlett Johansson for it. And the whole point of it was that the shell doesn't matter. Like, in the anime, you're not even sure if... She's not even sure if she's female. She doesn't even know if she's female or not. She just picked the shell of the major because it was the one that was most aesthetically pleasing to her. But she could be, quote-unquote, male, or she she could have been male in her previous life. Mm. Like, they don't touch on the background of interesting uh, if she's transgender you know, yeah so like it's a sort of weird more. like and that's sort of my major problem with the the film yes the ending was bleh, but i really hated how she's like having these glitches she's seeing her past mm-hmm. life she's learning about her past life and then they just take her to her mom's place and then it's like well okay well, no, yeah she, how did like, she get there i yeah. think it's part of the glitching so she she wanders there she sees this cat who she saw back in the well, apartment which but she, yeah, but she wanted doctor the, 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 the her doctor friend remember. gives her like data oh right yeah. but like okay. i just felt like what it should have done is it should have done glitches 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 she goes to the forbidden zone she sees the glitch and kuze is like yo i'm hideo you're motoko and then after the fight she goes and sees her mom like mm. why have her like because, of course, she's the, clearly the daughter, right? Like, there's yeah. no, like, oh, who is it not? Or, like, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's fucking that. Her mom even kind of looks like her. I know, and, and it's uh, just like... Yeah, I was going to say, that's a very literal reading of Joseph Campbell's hero uh, monomyth, where yeah. it's the meeting of the mothers, yeah. like, in the second act or yeah. whatever, or the third or whatever, yeah. know, or something like that. But, so, like, it's, it's, it's yeah. really literal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I... Nerd joke. <laughs> 
Anyways. I don't have a problem with the like evil corporate guy being the bad guy because in the in the show it comes or in the anime it's very much like that too. Like the the corporations tend to be this very like yeah, evil I mean, force. That's why it wasn't that surprising. Yeah. But the thing is, the yeah. fact that he, yeah, for the, the whole entire time, yeah. it's like, yeah, of course these guys are. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they suck clearly, at their jobs. They're clearly bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're clearly awful. They can't stop him yeah. from killing all these, you know, scientists that they're trying mm. to protect. So, like. Let's see. Let's see. What's. Um, mm. I'll, do, I'll do two things I just like, two things I liked. Six out of ten. Two things I liked. The visuals were stunning. I really liked some of the tricks they played. So, when they have the doctor and. Uh, she just like removes her eyeballs yeah, yeah, and yeah. just like plugs it in like you weren't expecting it she's like mm. alright this um, and I also really liked Bato mm. I really liked uh, I was gonna the, bring him up yeah. too the actor for Bato he was a very he human element good. he did a good job he he's was, one of the section 9 people who's uh, Scarlett Johansson's uh, ally and he's kind of like the closest friend she has yeah in this movie he's like the human tether for her basically mm. I mean like you know why are you doing these things you know I still trust you blah 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 sort of providing a bit of a comic relief too yeah and I think it's important to have that, right? Because like, if it was just her, it would be a very, it would be a very otherworldly film. I think some of the bit characters I really like, like the weird gangster guy she meets, and the, the oh, the one, the guy who's like sweating and has like the weird pink shoes and is like dancing. He's like, come on, the dance. guy who looks like Sai and Gentleman. Yeah, exactly. And with like the weird teeth, he's like the yakuza guy who's like yeah. electroshocking her. I thought that was like a cool little character they had there. It was just a random dude. Random just, like, dude. Yeah. 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 Um, it really just, the aesthetic of it all was very appealing to me. It very much captured cyberpunk. Um, mm-hmm. Negatives, you know, the plot. and <laughs> <laughs> Literally everything And else. I think what, what, I think Amanda will agree with me on this too, is they took off, they bit way too much off the original anime and yeah. tried to, to chew it down to something. Yeah, that's, yeah, what I was gonna. Sorry. No, I'll no. Pass it on no, to you. No, no. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say. And I was, I was talking about this last night. It reminded me of the Jim Carrey version of a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> because what they do is they have all this material and, and they try to condense it and find a way to sort of add as much into it as they can and still have this very cohesive story at the end. But I found because they were trying to jam in so much information coming in with so many kind of different um, storyline pieces... Mm-hmm. It, it loses focus, and I think part of that does have to do like with the switching of the villain and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But um, it's trying to get across this idea that she's very conflicted. Like, who is she? Is she a robot? Is she a human? What's going mm-hmm. on? And even that scene where she like hires the, oh, the hunter yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a cool, like, that yeah. was a neat little scene. Yeah, it was a neat scene, but it almost it just seems ended. like yeah. it kind <laughs> of gets lost, and that's. And that's yeah. the thing. I feel like they start so many things that they could continue to expand on and then it gets lost. So yeah. she's in the room with this prostitute and she's like asking her to take off her makeup and touching her Which was her cool lips, too because the makeup was like this plastic thing that yeah. she wears over. The actress who plays, um, I've seen her before. She's very distinctive. Mm, she's pretty. Yeah. But anyway, she's like, what does this feel like? So what does it mean? Like, what does it feel like to be human? Because she doesn't know. She doesn't have those memories. Yeah. And then... It just kind of ends. Like yeah. the, the <laughs> prostitute's like, What are you? And then that's the end of the scene and then yeah. you never come back to it again and yeah. it's yeah, like it was why, weird. Now that you why yeah, I forgot about that. Why insert that into the movie yeah. and just have it be this weird sort of standalone yeah. moment that feels very incomplete. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like there were a lot of sort of different little scenes like that where I, I wanna know how many people wrote the script. 
That's what I want to know. I feel like many hands touched the mm -hmm. script. I feel like and there I, was an original script. Sorry. No, I was going to say, and I think it comes in part from they're trying to pull all this information from all of these places and jam it into one thing when they should have it spread out. Like, And I know everybody mm. turns everything into two movies that only yeah. needs to be one movie, but I think they would have benefited yeah. from... Or just have one really sparse, tight one film. Just one... Yeah. Or it just seems like they're putting... Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It is interesting because, like, the anime, they very much don't... I hate to always make the comparison, but they just don't... The focus is less on her past. Like, it gets revealed much more slowly. Mm -hmm. Like, even in the first movie, like, she's not... The, there's no B-plot of her trying to figure out who she is. It's just sort of, like, there. And mm -hmm. there's questions of it, but it's not like, oh, my God, like, it's the major part of the film. Mm -hmm. um, huh? Major part? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of want to go back to the whitewashing thing just mm -hmm. for a little bit. Totally. I think you touched on the reason why it doesn't make sense for the well, well why yeah. it, why it makes sense for the narrative of the story. <laughs> but um, I do think again, not I don't know. I don't couch these terms here, but like um, it's not it's not as if I'm apologizing for it um, <laughs> because I do, I do think it's I do think it's important. Like mm. there could be more. Uh, Asian American representation in film. Oh, like, there's totally. only been three like nominated. If you want to talk about underrepresentation, it's the, it's the Asian yeah. Americans. But um, or Asian. you know the the weird thing is is being over here, I feel hyper aware of race mm -hmm. just from virtue of being from the the U S. Um, but here, like that concept is way blurrier, and they don't really because like like all the Chinese students here, mm -hmm. they have their own. Like, they have their own stuff that they yeah. watch, you know? They yeah. don't really care that much. Like, the, the I said this already, but, like, um, The Great Wall had, had mm. Matt Damon yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as starring, and uh, it was a big controversy over in the States. Um, but here, it was it was less... They For yeah. one thing, they didn't really care about the movie. Mm. And for the other thing, um, one of my students is telling me, yeah, uh, Matt Damon's huge over here. Like, so they love sense, him. Yeah. So it makes sense that they would cast this guy mm -hmm. as character because they just like him as an actor. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, one of my students, so. I asked him, like, what mm -hmm. do you think about this? And mm -hmm. he's like, it doesn't matter. That's the point of the film. The, 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 the Ghost the whole, in the Shell. The right? whole point of the film in Ghost in the Shell is yeah. that it's a shell. Like, right. If you're, if you're angry about it, you're kind of missing the point um, of, the, of the film. Um, but I don't. That that was his yeah. opinion. Like I'm. No, no, I, I get kind that. I, I, I mean, it's just, it's just, uh, it's complicated, right? Which is a, yeah. which is a lame conclusion yeah. to come to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's the creators come down on the side of like, I think she did a good job. Like yeah. the creator was mm -hmm. like, yeah, I watched the film. Scarlett did a good job. Mm -hmm. You know, like I have no problems with that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, honestly, if she like, she is. If had mm -hmm. if. If the acting had been weaker on her part, the film would have really sucked. Yeah. It would have been even worse. It would have been that, yeah. bad. It would have been yeah, a bad Yeah, I film. will say, like, Scarlett Johansson is, like, one of the... And maybe this is also kind of a shame, too. She's one of the biggest names that you could do a movie like this with. Mm. Yes. I mean, she's great and all that, but, like, again, it's, like, it's kind of sad that that's, like, you know, you have to be Scarlett Johansson in order to film, helm uh, a, a sci-fi Yeah. Movie uh, uh, with with the woman lead, right? You yeah. know, you need someone like her. Yeah. Um, Are there any? I don't know, or maybe that's a positive thing. I don't know. I mean, like the resident, the Resident Evil, and like the uh, the the Underworld series, yeah. like those are kind of schlocky. But I mean, they're led by Kate Beckinsale and Milo Jovovich. Yeah. So I mean, like those yeah. those are an example, but like this is more high concept, mm -hmm. I think. 
for yeah, sure. Definitely. Not as schlocky. Yeah. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence had that recent film with Chris Pratt, but I don't Passengers think... Passengers was... I never saw uh, it. Oh, my God. Uh, no, I could get into a whole thing about that, too. Was it bad? He, well, is, good, good, good. was far off, but he wakes her up after, after what, because he wakes up on this, on this, like, Titanic, pretty much, where everybody's in cryosleep, and yeah. he, like, sees her sleeping, and then he's like, oh, she's so beautiful, and then he wakes her up. It's, like, a super selfish, like, yeah. rapey thing to do, yeah. and then when she finally figures it out, she's like, geez, why would you do that? You destroyed my life, just because now I'm just going to be stuck with you. But as soon as he gets injured, she's like, oh, no, I, I am in love with you. Oh, okay. But it's just that, yeah, it was really controversial that way. I, I would, I would I so, rightly so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and Jennifer Lawrence also, you know, you make her a good thing, though. She was Hunger Games. That's where she made her mind. Yeah, that's true. You know? yeah. Um, but I think part of the, like, when we're talking about the whitewashing stuff, like, a, not a lot of the controversy, obviously. <laughs> there's so much underrepresentation yeah. in big Hollywood films. But also, this is a movie that is based... On an anime, it already had a very big fan base. Yeah. Who already had very. Exciting ideas. Yeah. 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 So. But I mean, it's but it's interesting that like a lot of the at least in my readings of a lot of the criticism just comes from the West. Like the fans in the East are like, okay, cool, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Again, and, and like in the anime, it's also the, unclear yeah. of like the race of like Bato. Mm-hmm. He has these like cybernetic eyes, so you're like mm-hmm. actually not sure what. Because, race he is because as everyone knows mind. your race comes from your eyes well it's one of the lar- <laughs> <laughs> one of the largest <laughs> ways of telling ethnicity is through the epithetic fold Jacob oh my fuck <laughs> yeah but I mean he has his regular eyes for the first part of the movie yeah but and he has anime, like an Australian anime, accent in the anime he doesn't oh okay he yeah, always yeah. has side eyes so okay. you're not yeah. sure what it is and there's like my a, mistake there's like sort of like a swarthy black dude and then there's like this like Japanese mm-hmm. young guy and I like, mean but that's that's a thing with anime a lot though oh, yeah, like the, they, yeah. they just kind of like throw in random and yeah. that's the thing that I'm talking about is like coming from a place where I think race is ever present yeah. and like whatever here much, much less. Oh man, so they still because... use like blackface in Japan, dude. Like yeah. they've got some weird stuff. Like yeah. they had a music video where there's like this black dude eating watermelon. This was like came out like last year, yeah. and it's like full on like whatever. And they it was a major company that was like, yeah, this seems good. And Japan just like ate it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they Japan has a much different view on race, just as China does. Say China's say attitude seems to be like we don't care. Mm. It seems like. It, well, I or, mean, they do. I mean, they take pictures with, you know, if you're a white foreigner, and yeah. heaven forbid if you're, if you're anything darker than that, right? like, oh they God. they are like, yeah, it, like like going to Fascinated. an amusement park with, uh, yeah. her husband, yeah, and their kid, yeah. like they were getting stopped for photographs all the time, yeah, um, I don't know, so that's a weird thing. That's just, that is so weird. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, so Ghost in the Shell, it's a pretty good film. Uh, would you recommend going to see it in cinema? There's a good question. Would you recommend going to go see it in a cinema to a friend? No. I mean, if I have a friend who really likes to go see movies, like, I don't regret going to see it. Yeah. I don't regret spending the money to go to see the movie. But I'm a person I love going to the I don't movies. think I've ever really regretted Going to see it. Yeah. Really? You've yeah. never regretted a film? No, because it's I always have. been like, if, if it's really bad, even, it's kind of like, well, it was really bad. What's the last film you regretted watching? Like, you watch a film and you're like, eh, could have done something better with my life there. Grown Ups 2? 
Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's a tricky question. I don't know. Antichrist. Anyway, it, I recur- Oh god, yeah, I don't want to even think about that movie. Um, That's just regret. Anyways, yeah, no, I, I, I can agree. I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest really. Mm. I, I mean, I guess you could. Yeah, but see when it comes out. It's a cool. It's got really good aesthetic. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, it's got some good acting here and there. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, and like, tell people, you know, show, show the, show the companies that like a anime, an obscure anime. Can, do can it. make money, right? Yeah. Mm. That would be cool. Yeah. Get more movies but like this. Right? There was an article that came out about how Ghost in the Shell, like box office to opening weekend or whatever, made less than Boss Baby, which is an animated. Oh movie my god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Boss should... Baby stars uh, Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin yeah. as a baby, baby boss in a in a suit. and the voice of the kid who's his other thing get us back to the thing is uh ralph bakshi's uh like grandson or son good old bakshi yeah that's funny good old bakshi crazy um anyways so it made less money than boss baby yeah in opening weekend so actually no yes go go pay for a ticket don't actually go see the movie but pay for a ticket (laughs) Just donate. Just donate. donate. Yeah, just yeah. donate to this cause. Uh, and, and a lot of people, honestly, I, when I saw the article, a lot of people were like, yes, like, we're so happy because, like, we're fighting whitewashing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, that whole big argument. Not not to take away from the argument, but, you know, how people are on the internet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Boss Baby made more money. But then I was just, I was reading an article right after that. Sorry, I'm getting so off topic. Whatever. Because people were also very, very, very upset about Boss Baby? Death Note. Uh, the Netflix original Death Note, where they've they've changed the name of the character and made it like this white kid. Well, and see that actually, that that is actually whitewashing. No, I know. Like that's legitimate, a legitimate complaint. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, so, it definitely. I'm is, sorry, like, I honestly just changed. don't take that much truck with the whitewashing and and uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. I, I think it's missing the point entirely of the yeah. entire film. And yeah, but and definitely Death Note. I'm like, oh my definitely, God. definitely Death Note. And then that led me to reading this other article. There's this other Netflix original series. I can't remember the name of it right now, and they wanted to cast, like, the writers of the show wanted to cast, like, a young, like, a teenaged mm-hmm. uh, Asian-American who is female-to-male transgender, mm-hmm. and the producers of the show were like, oh, like, well, how, where will you compromise, like, and they're like, we won't compromise, mm-hmm. and they end up casting this kid who is, yeah. like, a 16-year-old Asian-American female-to-male transgender mm-hmm. actor. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it was it was just saying like, if you put out the effort and you look, then mm-hmm. you will be able to find the roles. Mm-hmm. But but whitewashing comes in part laziness out of laziness because they're or producers who are scared, right? Like mm. so much of like films do cost money. Like I mean, Logan cost fifty million dollars, and it doesn't look like it had a big budget, but it did, right? So like. I'm not defending whitewashing, but I'm saying that the producers... Well, and even you come all the way back to stuff like you can put Denzel mm-hmm. in an action movie and Helm, he, he can be... Like Denzel and Will Smith are about the only two African-American mm-hmm. black actors yeah. for a while, because I, I think we've come a little bit further, yeah. thankfully. Yeah. But for a while, they were the only ones you could actually put, and they would be able to like Helm their own yeah. their movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I feel like it's gonna be one of those things where like they're gonna eventually cast like a non-obvious choice, and then all of a sudden the film's gonna make a bunch of money, and they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, 
Of oh. course. It's going to be the Deadpool effect. Mm. They're like, Deadpool will never work. An R-rated action movie? No way. And then it happens. They're like, oh my god, I'm so genius. Uh, of course. It was We're going to make Suicide Squad. Like, We're going to make blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like oh, no, we just like good movies. Yeah. It's not the fact that it's an R-rated it's movie. It's we, the fact that it's, it's, it's fun. It was a know? good film that yeah. knew what so it was doing. Bad. Right? So. Yeah. Okay, let's take a little break there. Um, for your nice segue, yeah. by the way. <laughs> right in the middle of the Well, I mean, we can uh, we can draw it out. Do you have any more thoughts? <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I was like, we're going to stop now. <laughs> but I just thought it was a great way of you. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to hear from our, our sponsor. Uh, Wipeout. 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 We're here from our sponsor, Wipeout. Come to right? What is Wipeout? It's like a uh, most extreme elimination. Come to but... Wipeout. You got people running over logs and falling in the water. We got people jumping over stuff and then laughing our asses off. What else is when Wipeout? Go! Ah, I didn't even hear what you just said. There's big, big red balls. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Big red balls! Big red balls for everybody! I think they just call them the big balls. Uh, yeah. You got a big balls to ride the big balls. <laughs> And with that note... Yeah, we're done. That's it. Not even, not even a break. That's the end of the podcast. Extra short one today, folks. Tune in next time to hear my apology letter, too. I have no So the song in the interlude today is called Making of Cyborg, and it is from the original anime version of Ghost in the Shell. Uh, It was actually the music at the end credits of the movie, which was a nice nod. Alden will talk more about it later, so I'm not going to take his thunder away from him. But I will say that I really do love this song. It's got this sense of otherworldliness, uh, like a fusion of all this like chanting and bells and weird stuff to it. And it's really cool to hear after all this kind of typical electronic music. I wasn't really a fan of the music, sorry Alden. 
for a great new video on whitewashing and how it affects the Asian community, uh, the YouTube channel, PBS Idea Channel, uh, released a really good conversation on whitewashing and why it's important. Looks at it through the lens of some recent films, including actually the new Death Note TV show that's coming out. And they also explain like the, the differences between Asian audiences and Asian American audiences and why that's important. Their reactions are different. Uh, I would definitely, definitely check it out. For our next section, it comes from primarily from a Vox article. Vox with a V, not an F, uh, very important to know. The Vox article that I was reading recently called How the Rise of a Liberal Social Media Savvy Generation is Changing Chinese Society. The title is pretty self-explanatory to the actual subject of the article, but I thought it would be interesting to discuss it through the lens of three guys because we're teachers of the group that's in question there. And just reflect on what we think about the article and if we think it's true or not. So, it's a good conversation, and I'll talk to you guys later. Um, but, Jacob, you had an interesting article that you sent to us, um, sort of talking about uh, China, and uh, why, don't you, why don't you explain it to the fine folks back at home? Sure, yeah, <laughs> the article's name, which uh, I'm Amanda's slowly trucking reading, through, uh, uh, is something, um, I, I, just, I don't know, I can't remember the exact thing off the top of my head, but Here, let me look it's... It because I don't have my phone. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a Vox.com article. Link to it in the footnotes. Uh, it's very interesting, at least from my perspective when I saw it pop up, is uh, it's something like how the advent... How the uh, rise of a liberal, social media savvy generation is changing Chinese society. Vox.com. So the title kind of says a lot about what it's what it's saying there. And it's, it's, it's pointing out this generational change between kind of the old generation and the newer generation mm -hmm. and it starts off with specifically one of the things that I kind of like chuckled to myself it starts off with this 28 year old musician in Beijing who chose his English name to be Lucifer mm -hmm. because he wanted it to be quote unquote different <laughs> um, yeah. and I was just thinking like we have a lot of students here who have Sasuke. Different names, Sasuke, right? Yeah. Sasuke. Yeah. What's your weirdest what's your weirdest English name that you've got? I have McCree. Right, so from uh, Overwatch, video game. Yeah. Uh, I have I had a Gilgamesh. Uh, yeah. I, I have Gilgamesh. You have Gilgamesh now, but I've never seen. Never I've seen never him. met him yeah, before. He's not, but he's on yeah. my class. I have Anki. Anki, yeah. Anki's a good kid. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a kid named Warlock. Um, yeah. Oh my god, man, so good. Uh, he's yeah. an actual warlock. <laughs> Picture Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I mean... Uh, there was there was a student named Mick Missile. Right, <laughs> right, I remember this one. So, like, again, you got, you got some good ones. But, you know, so so the the other part of this is the fact that um, uh, Xi Jinping, who's the Chinese president... Xi Daddy. Xi uh, Daddy, uh, which some people call him, uh, he's been kind of rolling back a lot of, a lot of these reforms right, that have come out, yeah. uh, come out mm-hmm. in the last, like, in the during the 2000s, and it's become more of a totalitarian, kind of more, like... Uh, Top-down. Yeah, 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 type of thing. Um, whereas... <laughs> Again, if you go back to the if you go back to the younger generation, they're much different. They're much more exposed. In, yeah, yeah, but they're not necessarily like the thing that they point out is that the the younger generation would be socially mm-hmm. more liberal, yeah. but in terms of politics, they don't really care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or they are actually quite conservative. Yeah, um, in terms of their internal politics, uh, almost libertarian. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and that's something that I actually was thinking about because I did a debate with them. Uh, we watched Super Size Me, mm-hmm. which is itself kind of a controversial uh, documentary. It's also from a long time ago, mm-hmm. but it asked the question like, who's to blame? Who's responsible? Is it the corporations or is it personal choice of people who are you know mm-hmm. making themselves unhealthy? And we I posed that as a question to them, and uh, overwhelmingly. The majority of them said it's a personal choice and the people who are, you know, it's, yeah, it's not their McDonald's fault. responsibility, mm-hmm. which is interesting because I wouldn't expect that from a quote unquote, you know, like communist. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, and I agree with you. You say libertarian. That's mm-hmm. very true, at least in the U.S. Yeah. sense of a libertarian of like this kind of hands off. Economic freewheeling, yeah. like make yeah, money. Like, like they all want to be makes succeed sense. businessmen. Right? <laughs> succeed like, businessmen. Uh, I hate yeah. asking them. Because like I want to be in business, I want to make money, and you're like, what? I have a kid. He's always just like, yeah, I'm gonna be the boss. I'm like, the boss of what? He's like, I don't know. I'm just gonna be the boss. I'm like, all right, damn. There was one yeah. kid who said, uh, I can't remember. It was a story I heard. He was like, uh, he was his grad transitions, and he wrote, um, I'm gonna work two hours a day, three days a week. I'm gonna have two wives. And I'm going to make more than six figures a year. And <laughs> the yeah. guy turns his verse was like, how do you think that's possible? Yeah. How, what job do you do? He's like, oh, I'm just, I just, you know, I have a job. Stock like, market. Yeah. And it's like, that's not how it works, really. <laughs> I mean, you could probably get that, but like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so one of the other things, too, is that. To go along with this shift is um, urbanization mm-hmm. has been increasing too, and like uh, a lot more people, the cities are huge. Like, like they pretty much I forget which province it was, but like maybe it was Chengdu. I don't remember. Chengdu but, is a city. Yeah, but they like like the, the the government in years past has like made a huge effort to like increase numbers of people mm. Mm. like in that specific i don't remember if it's that city or a different one but they've like made like a an effort to do that mm-hmm. and ironically enough like if you have more people living together it almost automatically creates a more progressive the society yeah yeah which is weird it's um, an interesting thing too because i think like the effort a lot of countries go to roll back the changes like you see it with any it's not just china any country when they're trying to be socially conservative yeah. you can't nowadays i don't think you can like if you want if you want people to if they're buying phones if they're connected to the internet in any way mm-hmm. you can't really roll back something without removing it entirely 
or being like North Korea, in which case you only allow select hmm. people to access the internet, right? I yeah. think that like you can't have both. You can't like the Great Firewall is impressive, very intimidating, kind of a joke. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. Like really. you said, it's like a sledgehammer, yeah, rather than like a surgeon's needle. Yeah. It's but the, very, it's very cumbersome yeah. and unwieldy, and it just doesn't really like, like you can't have, and you're going to see progressiveness in young generations, regardless of, you know, the the young always rebel against whatever their parents have, right? If if mm-hmm. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a conservative backlash in our kids, something like if we're progressive, you're going to see it's the pendulum, right? It's mm-hmm. that constant swinging back Sweet. and forth of like, okay, if I'm progressive, the parents. Whatever they have, you're going to be like, well, why this, right? Challenge mm-hmm. it. And if the natural challenge of progressiveness well, is conservatism. Kind of kind of ironically enough, actually, there's, there's you know, evidence to suggest that it's actually like your parents are the biggest influence on what you Later are on. as politics. Yeah. Like, like most people follow, pretty... their, follow their parents. So I, I, I'm not saying that there yeah. isn't rebellion, yeah. but mm-hmm. in most cases, you just end up following keep in, yeah. yeah. So. I guess I'm pretty, yeah, leftist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it is an interesting thing like I, I reading that article um, you definitely feel that way like we've been to several like uh, sort of like bars in the area that have definitely been like hip I guess mm. or sort of like emu- emulating <laughs> the hipster New York style yeah in a way mm-hmm. and like they clearly are tuned in the younger generation is tuned into that sort of like idea of it but if you were to ask them like do you want democracy Mm. They would go like, no. Or they would say, I don't care. Mm. Right? Like, I asked some of my students, like, you know, do you want democracy in China? Mm -hmm. And they've all pretty much said no. Because they don't think the country's able to have it. Mm -hmm. Or they just don't care. It would be a huge overhaul. It would put a lot of pressure on the population, I think. So they they have this very weird... They're like, it's the best system that works for us. But what we would like to be able to do... Mm -hmm is be able to be critical mm-hmm. of the government. More like, like freedom of speech. Yeah, exactly. Allow us to say, like, we don't think that's such a great idea. Well, you know? interestingly enough, um, like, what it, one of the <laughs> things that it says in here is that one survey that they had, 73% of them, uh, young Chinese, uh, agreed that Western political systems are very appropriate for our country. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that 60% of young Chinese have favorable view of the USA, but compared to 35% of those over 50, it's a very stark difference between the two. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, and it talks about that in the article too, but with so many young Chinese going Mm -hmm. overseas to study, like exchange students in high schools and going to universities Mm -hmm. and where they're sort of Mm -hmm. exposed. And I mean, our kids, uh, at least a lot of my kids went and over the winter break, they did like a tour Mm -hmm. of Canada. Or Australia. Some of them went to Australia. Mm. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, like these, I feel like our students are some of the ones that they're talking about in this is the fact that they are being exposed to different um, mm-hmm. ways of things. And this one is talking about how much of its shift it is, but I think from our anecdotal yeah, uh, evidence, like, think it's far far less, like, directed and far more, like, kind of, like, a- apathetic isn't quite the right word, but they're they're not necessarily thinking that far ahead or thinking mm-hmm. that broad. But I th- you brought this up level. yesterday, but yeah. I think, I think yeah. a large part of that is teenagedom. Mm. Right, know? yeah, like, yeah, that's Like, true. how that's much true. of this is, like... 
like That's from true. our experience, like how much of this is actually them not caring mm. versus just like they're teenagers. Yeah. They don't care full stop. Mm-hmm. Right? Like when I remember, well, they do, but they don't want to show it. Like when I was a teenager, I definitely didn't care about politics because I couldn't vote. Like I couldn't, you can't vote until you're 18. So you're just like, well, whatever. Mm. I don't care. I was reading, like in my classroom, I, I think in all the classrooms, they have that stack of newspapers for the kids for mm-hmm. SSR. I wish I did. You I don't? don't? No. no? Um, you can borrow mine. Yeah, I have like so many. Too many. I, have so I like many. them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was reading this article about. So, they're, sorry. Um, they are newspapers which have like English but also the Chinese translation with them too. And so, we have something during homeroom where they're supposed to read, mm, uh, which never really goes over very oh my God. well. But um, those <laughs> are just there. Time. Yeah, those are there to like be. For us. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've actually, there to I've, be like I've read like four books and yeah. yeah, that's been really, so I like it because I get to uh, read. Yeah, me too. Well, I, but basically, every time that like our, I guess, supervisor comes by, I'm just like, oh, like I have to pretend that I'm waking these kids up from their naps in the morning because I'm just, at this point, I'm just reading. Oh, really? Well, and I mean, I do I go still around. Walk and, around those I still walk stuff, around, yeah. but it's like, I'm only going to wake the kid up two or three times before I'm just like, I don't want to deal with you anymore. Yeah, it's, like, if you wake a kid up three times and they're still going back to sleep, they probably need to sleep. Yeah. Because you also have to think, they're forced, they're, their counselors wake them up at six in the morning. They have to like be at breakfast or whatever at six thirty, and they have night school until nine. They have nights. Yeah, they don't leave the school until nine p.m. Mm-hmm. They only have hot showers from ten to eleven. They basically have to like fight to the death over these hot showers at night. Yeah, yeah. it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... anyways, though, but you were. I mean, we can get into that, and I think that'd be a great conversation yeah. for a Con- conversational or um, but, educational systems. But different. what? Uh, what about the the newspaper? Oh yeah, I forgot I was even. Um, No, I was reading this article about this Western journalist who comes to China to interview. um, Actually, maybe I read this on BBC. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I get confused. Um, Anyway, it it was just this story. This Western journalist who is coming to interview people who are trying to. I guess, fight the government or petition the government. And it's the story about this woman. She's been trying to get this petition started. I don't even remember what it's, what it was for now at this point. It's been so long since I read the article, but I know this is terrible, but the story is just, he gets to this village and Mm -hmm. when he gets there, there is like backlash against him being there. Like he gets like someone who lives like in this very rural community, like, like they're yelling at him. Someone takes his camera and breaks it. Mm. And they're like, you have to leave, you have to leave. And they stop the woman from leaving to go petition the government Mm -hmm. or something like that. And it's just like this pushback against people who are trying, who are sort of seen as these dissidents who are trying to cause trouble for the government and how, how they get silenced. Yeah. And you don't, and you don't hear those stories. Like that's not reported Mm. ever in Chinese news. I mean, I I was going to say I had one that I brought in the, in the U.S. embassy. Chinese Chinese embassy in New York City. Uh, they have these just magazines. They're really interesting that, mm. that are all about touch on Chinese news. But one of them was all about this. It wasn't really a riot. I guess it was a protest, mm. but not really a necessarily like a politically noted. It was these people who were complaining about the rise in rent mm-hmm. and these poor 
I think it was in Shenyan actually. Mm. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was or a village outside of it. Mm -hmm. And again, it was like this thing of like, yeah, no, this probably would never get mm. picked up. I I mentioned this with Cameron who when I was walking around another one of our friends. Um, but I subscribed to a a an English China news source and uh they have like these little audio recordings that they put out sometimes and for a while i was listening to them but they are so boring <laughs> because i feel like in a lot of ways it's like they've been scrubbed of any really yeah. legitimate interesting news and they're all they're all pretty much like xi jinping met with uh this guy today and they talked about increasing yeah. whatever or, you know yeah. like they talked you know, about whatever. not going golfing right yeah <laughs> that's a whole other thing uh donald trump oof uh whatever but, <laughs> anyways uh in general those are just some thoughts mm. take of them what you will dear viewer <laughs> listener dear, not viewer dear subscriber for just five dollars a month though you can see a live video feed of all of us while we do this yeah. so and for, for just five dollars a month you support our show and you can get the benefit of seeing the weird faces that Alden makes, which are very strange. And then for ten dollars more, it's just just a close up of my eye. <laughs> it's just just that. <laughs> you really want to see eye to eye with me on a lot of subjects. Oh God! Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it, you found the line. Uh, you found yeah. it. <laughs>right now is Redbone by my favorite artist ever Charles Gambino his newest album is like such a departure from anything that he's ever done previously but it's amazing and I love it and the song is so good so weirdly enough I mentioned an English language news source at the end of that last section it's like China News China, China News, CRI. CRI is somewhere in there. Anyways, uh, it's not really bad. Uh, some segments are actually really interesting, but they're more of kind of shallow things. Recently, though, I found something much more what I was looking for in terms of news sites. It's an internet site called Sixth Tone, and it is very much in the style of like a Vice News, millennial, kind of uh, embedded type news site. Uh, it has articles that actually ask questions of China that the U.S. asks of itself. And what does that actually mean? 
Well, an example of this is one of the titles of the articles that I read was Does China Have a Homophobia Problem? And it really goes in depth and considers these problems and uses the vocabulary that I'm used to using when I read things at home. So that was really cool to see, and、uh, I would definitely suggest giving that a try. Again, the website is called sixthtone.com. By the way,、um, sorry about the audio quality of these interludes. I know they're not as good as the other stuff.、Um, I'm trying to get that figured out. I'm doing it on my phone right now. Ironically enough, the、uh, microphone that I talk about in the pick of the week section, I still can't figure it out. It's got this、uh, weird echo thing going on whenever I actually try and record anything. I'm not exactly sure how to fix it either. So, oh well. Nothing else to add? Stay beautiful, everybody, and、uh, on to the picks of the week. Adjusted the glasses. So we're already in position. Again, <laughs> again, for five dollars a month, you could actually you see can me、watch. adjust my glasses、yeah. oh, yeah. in live time. <laughs> It's great.、Oh, Anyways,、uh, Alden, what's what's zamming your zooms? What's、Thanks. what's zooming your zams? That's my line.、Um, <laughs> uh, it's a musician, as always,、um, Yoko Kano. Yoko、uh, Kano. Yoko Kano.、Um, She's a Japanese musician. She's probably one of my favorite composers slash musicians. She's got a really great style, modern. Let's put it that way.、Um, uh, K A N N O. Is that her last name there? Kano.、Um, and she wrote the music、uh, for Cowboy Bebop with the seatbelts. Oh, okay. And she also、great. wrote the music for Ghost in the Shell. Not the movie, but the anime. Um, so that was another thing that I sort of glossed over in Ghost in the Shell. The music、oh, yeah, I really liked. I forgot liked. about that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about it too. The music I really liked. Very sort of like you know electronic, <laughs> synthy, tronish sort of don't I don't I don't I don't music,、um, mm. which I really like.、Um, but at the end, they played one of the songs from the anime,、um, and Yoko Kano created the music for it the first time around in '95, and it was just a, just just a masterpiece in terms of sort of creating、uh, like a sense of like. Otherworldliness slash like futuristic. It's like this weird melding between like traditional Japanese music with like other weird, elements. Like, yelling in it. Yeah, too, instead like, of yeah, like instead、yeah, of like low paced drums and like it's got some really cool stuff. Her work on Cowboy Bebop was phenomenal. Jazz album. Listen to the seatbelts. Listen to the music that they made for that.、Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. She can cover so many genres. She's done like folk, country, blues,、um, classical.、Uh, she plays really well too,、um, and she's just been like she's also just like 
I love seeing pictures of her because she's like this like petite little Japanese woman with a huge like sun hat and she's like oh yeah and then she's making like this like really like crazy jazz music and she's just totally into it um so I know I love I love her it's great to see her work and I always really happy so that's I was listening to a bunch of her stuff before mm. you guys came in today and like yeah. this one for example That we will select at some point. At some point? Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it. I'm done. I have nothing more to say. It was purely positive. No no faults. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, for once. It was just it was just really good. The music the music's really strong part of, of any enjoyment that I have. Like arrival, the music was really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me to have good music is a sign that that they care about just about the visuals. Mm-hmm. So, Amanda? Um, so, I am really excited about the next episode of Riverdale that is coming Woo! up. So, yeah, Riverdale! I guess we'll have to do a review next uh, next pod. Of Riverdale? Yeah. Yeah, we can. Have you guys been watching I watched it? the no? first episode. I watched episode. the first episode. That's oh, yeah, I that's know. right. That's all. Well, I have the other ones if you want to watch them. The next one comes out today, so I'm going to watch that tomorrow, and what, What's Riverdale, though, to give us a little bit of a preview before Synopsis the next episode? Synopsis oh, oh, dear. So, Riverdale is sort of like a... Not reimagining, reimagining, would you call it? I call it a reimagining of the Archie comics. Um, so all your fave characters are in there. You got Archie, (laughs) Jughead, Veronica, (laughs) Betty. Mm -hmm. Um, Reggie is in there, but he's he's a very, very minor character at this point. Um, you don't see him that often, he just Asian. Like, in, like, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we just talked yeah. a lot about that. And yeah. that like, I like how you like whispered it like, he's, is he Asian? <laughs> is, that, is that an Asian man? <laughs> is this Asian washing? I just, I just, it was a while since I watched the pilot, so yeah. I, don't, I don't remember, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit dark, so it's all about, uh, I guess it is surrounding the question, who killed Jason Blossom? Who gets killed in the Ooh, very who first? Who cares? Oh, wow, <laughs> Cheryl does? God. Oh my God.
Every corpse has a tale to tell, and this one has the touch of evil. Archie, a kid is dead. I saw you guys. How you feel about me? Is it real? I'm asking you right now if you love me. Who are you lying to? I'm breakfast at Tiffany's, but this place is strictly in cold blood. This should be fun. Did you and Donnie Darko kill them together? Nothing this bad was ever supposed to happen here. Maybe there's another side to the story. There's a possibility Jason's murderer will soon be in this room. This whole car is a crime scene. No fingerprints. You're a little more dangerous than you look. A grieving twin. She's a bitch, though. Yeah, she is a raging bitch. <laughs> Actually, this is <laughs> this uh, is just like a, a mm. random thing. They're filming something right now in Halifax, in Nova Scotia, and apparently she is one of the cast members. So there's been like sightings of Cheryl Blossom in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, okay, listen. Don't make fun of me. We're not. It's just I'm picturing her like the Sasquatch. Like, I saw her. No, I did. That's what I did. Yeah, exactly. Ah, so, anyways, why, why is it making you happy? You know, what's... Uh, I'm just such a sucker for all of those ridiculous. Because it's sort of like Degrassi ramped up to like 12, right? It's it's Degrassi meets. Twin Peaks. Degrassi <laughs> <laughs> Twin Peaks. So I never actually watched Degrassi ever. So. Or, I don't know, Dawson's oh, Creek. Creek. Something like that. No? no? Really? One Tree Hill? Is it Three Tree Hill? I can't remember. I didn't <laughs> watch that one. That's an American thing. Yeah. yeah, no. I never watched... Anyway, I was too busy watching Beyblade and, <laughs> and Sailor Moon. So, yeah. I never watched any of those shows really growing up. But you like so it So I'm now. watching them now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> catch like, it up. Wow. Alden can attest to this last semester during midterms week. Instead of marking my midterms, I was oh. watching Teen Wolf. Yeah, Teen Wolf. <laughs> All right, that's, that's a good. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, Teen yeah. Wolf. Yeah. 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 It's very Teen Wolf esque. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> there are some Is interesting it? choices. Like Veronica and Betty are like best pals, um, which sort of. Yeah. Sort of. No, they are yeah, best pals. Best. There's something really interesting going on with Betty, though. I'm not going to give it away if you guys are going to watch it, mm. but. Like, there's this whole story of Betty and her sister, Polly. Like, what's going on with Polly? There's a little bit of mystery there. Oh. So I think they do they do a really good job of, like, making you... To keeping you watching. Yeah. Um, because... The, Miss Grundy's, like, the sexy thing that's having a relationship with Archie. Yeah. And it's like, what yeah. is going on? A and, forbidden romance. Yeah. Archie's, like, Key super... Any good. Archie's, like, super ripped, which kind of bothers me. He's, like, just... <laughs> He's huge, dude. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I like the comics because they're yeah. so, like, Americana. And Archie's, like, this, like, dweebish sort of, like, bumbling who you can't help but like, even though he's a complete asshole in the comics. Because uh, why wouldn't you pick Betty? Best girl, obviously. Mm. But Veronica <laughs> in, in this sort of reimagining is much less... Evil. Yeah, she's yeah, she's, nice. she's a much better character, I think. Yeah. I like Veronica a lot. And Miss Lodge is pretty cool too, right? Is she used or she's just mm. a minor? Um, no, yeah, she's she's a good character too. Um, there's there's some more mystery happening there too, with the husband in jail, the whole mm-hmm. kind of gossip girl thing you got going on. But yeah. would you say it's like a soap opera then, or more closer to like a thriller? 
sort of thing. No, it's opera. definitely not definitely not thriller. Oh. But it's like, yeah, soap opera, you got a little bit of mystery thrown in. Yeah. I don't know. I really like it, but I'm mm. just a sucker for all that dumb well, stuff. I'm a sucker I'm, for reimagining. I'm looking forward to talking about it more next pod. Yes. Once we you're, really get into it. Once you're yeah. caught up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Jacob has strong I'll, opinions. I'll bring my notes. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm keeping I'm keeping them close them, to the chest. Close to the vest right now, so but it'll be interesting. Anyway, uh, it'll be interesting. like I said, I'm just a sucker for all that. Uh, yeah. All that jazz. <laughs> Jacob? Cool. All right, mine is a uh, vaguer. Okay. It's a vague, vague one. Um, and uh, it... A sense it, of friendship. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with you guys. <laughs> no. That, oh, that always makes me happy. Oh, me the sense too. Of history, it's funny that he thinks I'm friends with them. <laughs> Um, aren't one aren't of the we things... supposed to be the ones who are like wildly insecure about this friendship? Does he really like us? <laughs> oh my god! Are we cool enough to hang out with Jacob? Um, the thing He's that's pretty cool. the pretty thing cool. that's making me happy, or I don't know, giving me life, whatever, giving no, really, like inspiring me, giving me. Yeah, is, no, is, I get it. I described it to Alden a little bit before uh, too, but like I was struck. This was a couple of weeks ago. I was struck with this like desire. Really, to, I was walking past um, these bunch of people who were doing gardening work outside um, the campus, mm-hmm. and like I was struck with this desire to like go up to one of them and ask them like questions about their life and be like, when, wh- like, like, when do you wake up? Mm-hmm. Like, when, what do you do? Who are your you know friends? Who are you know like like what do you think about the world? I really had this desire to get more involved and figure out more about this barrier of culture and like I have all these really uh, like theories or whatever after after you know studying history and whatnot for about culture and stuff like that and like like it it all came back to me and like this flash of being like oh yeah that's the reason why I wanted to come to China was to examine this and push the the boundaries Mm. and get to know you know what what people are like because I feel like a lot of times I feel guilty about pushing my own western philosophies on mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. so anyways i had this intense desire to start an offshoot podcast uh part of the dark wolf media empire which <laughs> is obviously going to come out we also will have you know amanda joyce's passion projects yeah. uh on there as well and uh, i think julie forrest has something yeah in the cooking and for i'm us. sure i've got something i can yeah yeah and alden has all the uh, rants for an bread hour. bread talk, <laughs> bread talk. <laughs> but the one i because because we talk a lot about how like in how impressive technology is and how mm. we can communicate and i want to i really want to know like a normal like a germer or like like a like the the, the just the, to reference a germer <laughs> is a term that we use germer in chinese right. means yeah. brother or basically like mm. bro yeah. it's like an affectionate term we use germers to describe people who are sort of like i don't know like the rednecks of China, essentially. Yeah. It's like the guys yeah. who like work in the labor industry. They got like white gum boots. They smoke and they ride around a motorcycle. Yeah. And like, I want to. I want to know. I want to yeah, get inside yeah. there because because like I have no idea like what they people. you know. Um, just and, it up. and I'd like to see like is technology that good enough that I could like somehow knowing no Chinese whatsoever. I think you could. Yeah. I have a voice translation app which is really crappy on my thing you you can write out the questions too like yeah exactly and then but so so that's that's kind of one of the things that i is really 
inspiring me is like the mm. idea of like is this even possible what mm-hmm. what would somebody do if i came up to them with a microphone and like just like shoved a, a thing of questions in front of them would they would they not would mm-hmm. that something that mm-hmm. they get in trouble for mm-hmm. but in in any case um i i want to try it i want to be a cross between robert evans from cracked and kelly mcevers from uh, embedded <laughs> podcast yeah i want to like i want to do that and i don't know i just I went out with Cam to the electronic market and I bought myself a tiny little like microphone that's like that big. Does it work? And so uh, yeah, I've been testing it out and doing things with it. But again, this is so far just an idea, but it is something. Yeah, it is another project that makes me feel like yeah, this is something I really want to do and something that I'm really Mm. passionate. I don't know. So anyways, but that's my that's my people do like to try to communicating with you. Even I was at the airport, yeah. And this story is kind of dumb because I it was a long day. It was I was laid over in Beijing for twelve hours. I remember that day. And I I get to Dalian finally, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting for Autumn to come and pick me up. Um, and Autumn's friend shows up, but we're also waiting for Megan to get off of her flight. So Autumn's friend, who is going to drive us home, takes one of my carry on bags from me. And I was exhausted. So then a few minutes later, I'm like, oh, my God, where did my carry-on bag go? Mm-hmm. Like, and I start losing my mind because my passport's in there, my wallet's mm-hmm. in there. Everything that is important to me is in this bag, which I gave to Autumn's friend, which I thought I put down and then forgot. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, panicking in the airport. Like, I'm sweating. And, like, all these Chinese people come up to me, and they're like, are you okay? And then one guy whips out his phone app, and he's trying to talk to me, and I'm trying to yeah. talk to him. Yeah. And, and we're having this conversation with phones. I'm like, I lost my bag. He's like, where did you leave it? Um, but it was really helpful, and and I think that it's something that you definitely could do. Mm-hmm. Um, we were using Google Translate, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and that was fine. But Placo. but they also yeah. people. I mean, I've been taking Chinese lessons now for four weeks, which mm-hmm. is not very long. I don't know that much. Yeah. Um, but even even little things, when you try to talk to people, they yeah. really. I think they. I like it. Yeah. Like I've, I don't want to say they yeah. they appreciate it, but it's better than just <laughs> being yeah. saying to them "timbudong," which yeah. means I don't understand all the time. Yeah. Um, and making an effort to even yeah. talk to people. We were in a cab one time. I forget who I was with actually, but anyway, mm-hmm. and we were just oh it was Sam Sam and I, and we were translating one word at a time and like saying this one Chinese word at this guy who's driving our cab and he's laughing. <laughs> And he's talking to us in Chinese, and we're like, oh, my God, like, what are we doing? And he goes, you teacher, you teacher. And we're like, yeah, that's it. But anyway. Same with me, too. We were coming back from Beijing, Mm -hmm. and uh, we got a ride with a taxi guy. He was through our conversation with him, which was basically a combination of, like, he spoke a little bit of English, Mm -hmm. and I spoke, I speak a little bit of Chinese. So, like, through gist, and, like, Mm -hmm. we figured out that he was a soldier, and he stayed a soldier for four years, and then he bought his own car. Um, and he was a driver in the military, and, like, there was this whole bunch of sort of things, and, like, he was, like, I managed to communicate to him that I'm, like, I'm a teacher, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. It was very cool to, like, sort of... Yeah, because they're interested yeah. in you, too. And I'm always stoked when I hear them trying their English. Like, mm. we went to the movie the other day, and the woman at the till, she had English, and she would... She, I said... <laughs> I sort of said... Started talking in Chinese, because mm-hmm. I was, like, okay, let's figure this out, and she was just, like, no, I'm going to do his English. Mm. She said, no, 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 and then it just started... Because she wants to practice her English. Because, mm. oh, cool. Mm. Like... Because we live in an area where there are actually not a lot of foreigners, by and large, except in, like in, here, yeah, like, yeah here, 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 here. But like, if we go to city, some, if we go to like uh, Kaifachu yeah. or anywhere else, yeah. 
There's not a lot. There are people, you know, will still get stares. And, like, I've had people take photos of me on the subway. I'm just oh, like, yeah. dude. It's like, it, it, you all, you do live in an area where they're like, oh, man, there's somebody here who can, like, and they, they want to they wanna talk. I think you'd have a lot of success. No, yeah, yeah I, I guess yeah. I guess the point being, though, like, I have this, like, I, I was struck with this desire to document all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I would love to yeah. have that, like, yeah. as a thing, you know, because, mm-hmm. like, why not? Know, in, in, in an effort to understand, you know, more, I don't know. You know, like all this stuff that you guys were talking about, like that would have been cool to have mm-hmm. on tape even too. Yeah, you know? totally. Anyways, so that's that's my one mm, thing. It's fun. That's my one thing. But well, as always, yeah. Jacob, you take the high road and, and blow us out of the water. Um, we what? Talk. No, I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the winner of the best Tichi Award, Jacob Skirmerhorn. You're gonna have to explain that sometime too. Though. Yeah, it's a story for another time. Uh, as always, thanks for listening in. Uh, make sure to subscribe or check out uh, Spike TV or our latest. Uh, Wipe out. I see Amanda Joyce. Bye.